Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again, and welcome to the Roads with Bo. Today, we are going to do another short Q&A because I am still feeling under the weather. And uh, basically, the idea of doing long format content right now doesn't really sit well because I can't go more than a few minutes without coughing, and nobody really wants to see that. So they have... Uh, they have chosen some questions that are supposed to be related to actual news events. And we're just going to run through those and talk about those real quick. And it's supposed to be mainly stuff that I missed. So we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Greetings from across the pond. I came across a story which is wildly disturbing in which there is coverage on even from one of Fox's channels. I missed it at the time. I also can't find any commentary on it from you, but given your sometimes cryptic video titles, I may have simply missed it in my search. The topic is that hundreds, 215 identified. Okay. And Ben Crump is on the case. Okay. So quick, uh, quick overview of this. Behind a jail in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, there's a pauper's grave that has a couple hundred at minimum. Uh, a couple hundred graves that are numbered, but not really marked in any other way. Their next of kin have not been notified or were not notified. Um, ben Crump is a civil rights attorney, very well-known one. It is totally unsurprising that he and his team are there. I did not know that, but that that is not surprising. I have a friend. I have not made a full video about this, but I've mentioned it in videos on this channel. I have a friend who is actively investigating this. I'm not going to talk about it until I hear from them. I, I will say this. It is totally unsurprising that Ben Crump, a civil rights attorney, is is there looking at at, at a pauper cemetery where family was not notified notified because it does appear that there are some demographic trends. Um the other thing I will say is based on what I have been told early on, it's so much worse than it sounds. Um, but it, it's the kind, they're the kind of accusations you don't want to make until you know you're right. But it, it does not look good. I guess I still can't form a coherent question, but I think more people should be aware of Putin's vague Alaska reference because Ukraine is not the end game. Uh, that's definitely going to get a video soon over on the other channel. Just uh, a quick teaser of the story. Russia is instituting a thing where it is uh, re-examining old real estate deals to include Alaska and kind of suggesting that they're illegal and they want that land back. Basically, what's happened is Republicans in Congress have been 
so weak and have not shown enough resolve when it comes to Ukraine that now Russia is saber-rattling. Oh, well, you let us take their stuff, we're going to take yours next kind of thing. Um, as we talked about, and we will certainly talk about again, Ukraine security is integrally tied to European security, and European security is tied to American security. Um, yeah, uh, there will be more on that. Uh, I hope you can help me out. I'm a Democrat and decided to start talking with a Republican. I know listening is a good skill, but I'm struggling with some something he said. It sounds like a fiction novel. Said that Joe Biden is corrupt and has taken his corruption to the White House. What he told me was that Biden has had business meetings with Hunter's associates. He blocked $1 billion in eight. Okay. And yeah, this just goes through that whole storyline. I actually can help you with this because it's grounded in reality in some way, but it's not in order. I have a video titled, Let's Talk About Journalism 101 and Ukraine, or and a Ukraine timeline, something like that. Um, I'll put it down below. The video is actually, it wasn't really meant to be a video debunking this theory. It was meant to be a video showing journalists and kind of reminding journalists um, that if you're going to do investigative reporting, you have to put things into a timeline. Otherwise, you get wild stories. And just happen to use this as an example. Um, I'll put it down below. It will give you all of the information you need to process what they're saying the story is and the reality. Because once you put just a few pieces of the timeline in place, everything falls apart in in their story. The reality is what Vice President Biden at the time, what he did in Ukraine reopened the investigation into the company his son was on the board of directors of it, it, it didn't it didn't stop an investigation it started one it reopened one um so i would i would watch that and then listen to your friend again listen to the person you've been talking to again um i don't remember you talking about how for the first time on October 27th, Iran voted in favor of a two-state solution in the UN. Did you cover it? Does it matter? Um, did I cover it? No. Does it matter? Kind of. It's not a... It's not an actual shift yet. It's, it's not an official shift yet. But it's an opening and a changing of that position. They're warming to it. And the reason they're warming to it is because it's going to be very hard to pretend that they would ever intervene on behalf of the Palestinians because they didn't intervene with this. Um, because of how bad it's been, a whole lot of countries talk. 
they've been called on it. Um, if you go to, no, it's this channel. If you on this channel, there's a video called "The Roads to Foreign Policy Dynamics," where we talk about two countries, red and blue. Blue is is definitely not Israel, and red is definitely not the Palestinians, but the dynamics expressed there, they kind of line up. And red had a bunch of countries that were like, yeah, we'll help you. Here, here's, here's the means to fight. Go ahead and keep destabilizing this regional power for us. And, you know, if you do it well enough, eventually we'll come and help. But they never do. They never intended on it. Um, because of how bad things are in Gaza, it is very hard for those countries to pretend that they would ever help. So they're going to have to shift to their position, which means they will warm to a two-state solution. Um, Iran will be first, but there will be other countries that come along after that. Is there a hardball move available that doesn't recklessly escalate tensions? Like, can he put a significant number of boots on the ground in Poland or material in Germany to free up resources in their country as a defensive line? Are there ways to shuffle funds through shuffle funds to them through NATO? Biden's hands are, are kind of tied at this point. He's done everything he could. He bought Congress as much time as he could get them. But they still don't have a deal, and it doesn't look like they're getting one soon, which means the the ways in which he could free up stuff aren't ways that he would pursue. Okay, the ICJ said they will release their ruling on the 26th. I heard they normally take years to release a ruling. Was that wrong, or is this a special circumstance? Um, they do take years. This isn't the real ruling. This is... Uh, this is a uh, an interim ruling. Uh, when we talked about it, and I was like, this is what's going to happen, I said you'd get a provisional ruling pretty quickly. It's that one. This isn't the end of the case. Okay. And I think that's uh, that's going to be it. Okay, so a little bit more information, a little bit more context, and having the right information will make all the difference. Y'all uh, have a good day.